Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash entitled people. If you are new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification bell too, as it really helps out. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, this story is from Mastavara77. Just because I let some families use my pool doesn't mean everyone can. Hello, everyone. I've decided to share my story with everyone here. When I was 30, I bought my very first house. It's a beautiful four-bedroom, two-bath with a fenced-in backyard and an in-ground pool. I love my home. I work crazy hours at a factory, 12 hours a day, five to sometimes seven days a week. I save up everything I could for just over seven years so I could have my forever home. The entire neighborhood is extremely friendly. There is no major problems. Everyone looks out for one another. After about a year, I pretty much gotten to know everyone within a couple of blocks from my place. It was around this time when my neighbor came over and she sat down inside and chatted with me for a good hour. When she asked if it would be possible if our kids could come over and use the pool once in a while, and to be honest, I was completely fine with this. I was just happy that she asked and was so polite about it. Plus, I'd gotten to know her kids over the past year. They are very polite, and they often came over and asked if I needed help with something, if I was outside doing some yard work. So I told them they're free to use it when I'm at work because of my 12-hour days. I work from 8 in the morning to 8 at night, and every two weeks I switch from days to nights. And I told her as long as it's not days that I have to do nights because I'll be sleeping during the day. And as long as she asks and cleans up after they're done, then I have no problem with it. This worked out very well for about a month and a half, when a couple of other families had started asking if their kids could use it. I was a little hesitant letting too many in my backyard at once. So we ended up all getting together and we sat down. It was a total of nine families and 12 children. We didn't have a public pool anywhere near us, so I told them I really don't mind if anyone uses the pool, but I had a few rules that had to be followed, and if they weren't followed for any reason, then I would have put a stop to them using my pool. My rules followed as this. 1. They could not come inside the house that was off limits. I have a lot of glass in my house. I love how it looks with all the windows and natural light that comes in, and it shines off different glass pieces I've set up throughout the house. Beautiful and makes me very happy. And the thought of people coming into my house, especially when I'm not there with children, all these glass pieces set up, worried me. If something bad happens, like if one of the kids had knocked over something and got cut or had an accident, it would be on me. And I did not want that to happen. And I also didn't want to have to rearrange my whole house. Two, all kids had to be supervised by an adult. No one could come in alone and they could not leave their kids there alone for any amount of time. 3. That to inform me either the night before or earlier in the morning if they wanted to use the pool, so I knew who was coming, and I knew who was going to be there to watch the children. 4. They could not bring anyone else over. No bringing over other family members or friends. 5. They had to clean up after themselves. If they're going to start to leave a mess, I had to clean it, and I was just going to put a stop to it. Every family had agreed to the rules, and they all thought it was completely understandable. After the first month, things were going very smoothly. 
after it started to get cold and I told everyone I'll be putting the pool away at the end of the week. To my surprise, by the end of the week, a couple of each family members had come over and actually helped me take care of the backyard. We set up the pool for the winter, we did a bit of a clean in the backyard, getting it ready for winter. And we ended up doing a really nice barbecue. It is now 17 years later, and every year the families are allowed to bring over their kids and use the backyard. Every year these families come over and help me open up the pool and put it away during the winter. We do a big barbecue and they help me set up the entire front and backyard. It's wonderful. But there have been a couple of problems along the way. One of the big ones that sticks out was about six years of living in my home. I was getting ready to leave for vacation. Wasn't anything big or fancy. I was just going away for four days to spend time with my family. So I informed everyone that for the next four days, the pool will be closed because I will be leaving. So the day I leave, I'm already at the airport, but my plane was delayed. We all know that feeling. It was starting to get late and we all got the notification after waiting there most of the day that the flight would not be going until tomorrow. So I was rather irritated sitting there all day waiting. So I went back to my house. Now I was quite tired. I just wanted to go lay down and go to sleep so I could be ready tomorrow. Got into my door, I'm getting ready to go upstairs. I've only turned on one light when I hear this weird noise and splashing. Mind you, this is after 11 at night. I got to my back door, open it up and turn on the porch light to find a couple in my pool doing it. And you will never believe what they did. They actually got angry with me because I was disturbing them. I flipped. I demanded to know what the hell they were doing. How did they get through the lock gate? This couple that I had not even recognized. I had no idea who these people were. And the woman had the audacity to look at me and say, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be gone for four days. I was dumbfounded. I didn't know who they were, but they know I wasn't going to be here for four days. I turned around and walked into my house. I didn't even bother arguing with them. I picked up the phone and called the police and I told them two people who I don't know broke into my backyard are in my pool having sex and somehow knew I was going to be gone the next four days. Within 15 minutes, two cruisers showed up at my house. They came in the front and went out to the back to find the couple were still at it. I mean, can you believe it? Most people would have gotten embarrassed being naked in someone else's pool and would have taken off, but no. Not these two. They actually went back to doing it after getting angry with me because I came back early. The couple get angry and both start saying, seriously, you called the cops on us. Like I had disturbed them as if it was their inconvenience. The police took them aside and got them dressed. Turns out they are friends with one of the families that I allowed to come over to use the pool and they had heard that I'd be gone the next four days and since I was fine with letting other people use my pool, they didn't think I would mind. They had hopped over my locked fence and had the nerve to tell the police that I should be arrested for walking in on them and being a perv to watch them. Needless to say, I pressed charges and the two of them spent the rest of the night in jail. I also went about making sure they could no longer come on my property. That was one of the two of the biggest problems I had. The second one happened this summer, 17 years later. I told everyone that the pool would be closed because I'd be bringing my family down here to spend the week with me. Everyone was completely understanding. I had no problems with them. Both my neighbors on the right and the left of me have children and they've been my neighbors for around eight years. They have always watched out in my backyard. They both have a very clear view on their porch and they knew that I was going to be leaving on Sunday to go pick up my family, and that was the day that it was officially closed. No one was allowed to be in there. I went to the airport and picked up my family to see them, get all their luggage, and we're driving home. As I'm pulling into my street, I'm getting closer to my house. I notice cop cars, and I'm thinking, oh no, what happened? I hope everyone's all right. As I'm pulling up to my house, I see all three cars at my house. 
Now I'm starting to get panicky, thinking, oh my God, what's happened? Is everyone all right? I pull in and I'm hearing screaming from a couple different people and an officer comes up to me and asks them what was going on. This is my home. What happened? The officer asked me for my name and said we got a call from your neighbor saying someone had broken in and tells us that the ambulance is on their way. My mum and my dad and my brother and my sister and the two kids, they're all worried and asking a bunch of questions. When this woman comes out of my backyard in a bikini with blood dripping down her arm, she has four kids and one of them has blood on their foot. She looks at me and says, you, this is your house, this is all your fault. I'm completely dumbstruck. So many questions went through my mind. Who is this woman? Who are these children? What are they doing in my backyard? How did they get hurt? Two cops take her to the side with her kids and one cops takes me to the side. The police then explained to me that this woman had jumped over the fence and had her kids jump over so they could go swimming in my pool. Apparently, she heard that anyone could use my pool at any given time. Turns out she had just moved into the neighborhood a couple of months ago and she is about two blocks away from me. After swimming for about 15 to 20 minutes, her youngest needs to use the bathroom. She tried to get into my back door to find it locked. Apparently her kid needed to go and couldn't wait till they got home so she used her arm to break the window and my door to unlock it. She got in and was looking for a cloth because she cut herself then her son started running through my house and bumped into the glass vase I had in the center of the room. He knocks it over and shatters and he stepped on some of the glass and that's how he cut his foot. My neighbors had heard the commotion and then went into the backyard to see this woman breaking into my house and opening the door they had called the police. This woman was screaming at the top of her lungs how she's going to sue me because she hurt herself getting into my house and how dare I keep my door locked when I'm fine with people using the pool. She screams how dare I have glass that would hurt any kid in my house when I allow people to use my pool. I went inside and saw the damage and sure enough there was glass shattered all over my living room floor and there was blood and water all over my house because they'd run all over trying to find the bathroom. There was blood all over my kitchen and all of my floors and on all of my drawers as she frantically opened up every drawer and rummaged through my stuff to try and find a cloth to take care of her arm and then her son's foot. Two officers had come in and I was just sitting there. I didn't know what to do. I could not believe that this had happened. They asked a bunch of questions after talking to them. They realized that I did not know this woman. She had no permission to come into my locked backyard or break into my locked house. I pressed charges and I demanded that she pay for all the damages. It took a while and we had to go to small claims court. She fought it with everything she could. She ran around telling anyone and everyone how horrible I was, how dangerous it was in my house. However, no one in the neighborhood would listen to her. Everyone knows the five rules in my house and everyone knows that as long as you ask me to use the pool, as long as I know who's all there and who is watching the kids, it's fine. In the end, it took about two months and she had to pay for all the damages she had caused and she wound up moving within three months because no one wanted to talk to her after this. The group of people who are allowed to come over, which is pretty much everyone within a couple of blocks of me, they were all quite worried that I would cancel the pool from now on because of the situation. And I told them, no, I'm not going to punish them and their families because of what one woman had done. However, I did tell everyone that I was going to be putting up cameras simply for my own safety so that when I leave, I don't have to be as worried anymore and everybody was fine with this. So the cameras go up in three days and I will not be leaving my home until it's done. Needless to say, the first two days were ruined with my family at the house, but the rest of the time with them was wonderful and we got the mess cleaned up with my family's help. Thank you for listening. 
And the whole way through this, all I was thinking about was insurance because we've read stories about people sharing pool and people in their backyards. And if children get injured in your backyards, then it's potentially your fault. And that was all that was going through my mind. But I'm kind of glad things did work out in the end for you. But I would seriously consider letting your neighbors use your pool. But Acer One says, as a long time, multiple houses with multiple pools, not the same owner. Yep, yep, yep. Good neighbors that will follow your rules and help open and close the pool are priceless. It's all the others that are a pain in the ass. 25 years ago, I bought a house with a short chain fence around the pool. At 5'10", I could almost step over it. Before I even moved into the house, I had it removed and a solid stone wall put up, along with alarms. I'd already been through the people using my pool without permission in my last house, not even going to chance it. The number of people who complained that I had no right to prevent them from using their pool was impressive. A couple threatened to sue, but for some odd reason, couldn't find an attorney to take their case. They thought that because they had used it in the past that I couldn't prevent them from using it because they had grandfather's rights to it. LOL. <laughs> One neighbor, he saw me working to open it and came over to help. I bought him pizza, offered to let him swim. He said, thanks, but I can't swim. He still came over and would hang out. About 18 months later, I married him. His coming over led to other issues, such as if you let him swim, then you have to let me swim or it's discrimination. Yeah, still didn't let them swim. The reality is the legal liability issues are too great and the rewards are too small. Java Man says, after reading the first paragraph, I thought, I hope this guy has a lot of insurance. Rabbit Fish Food says, damn, the lady was an idiot and you did the right thing. Good luck, dude. JD Bridge says, I worked in hotels for many years which had outdoor pools. The people who felt entitled to just use them was crazy. The stories of them breaking in, ridiculous. But I still can't get over the fact that this woman thought breaking a window with her bare hands rather than shit his pants or, or piss in a bush. <laughs> One more from Corridor says, pools are known as attractive nuisances. That means that you must take extra care to protect children who could enter your property. Since pools are fun, essentially you need to make sure no child is around without supervision. If your children are hurt in someone else's pool, you have a right to pursue a claim. I searched to see if I was making it up, but I heard it before that pools have a lot of responsibility that go along with them. I think this is part of the reason my parents did not consider a pool, as all the neighborhood kids already use our yard as a throughfare. No concern about jumping the fence, and this would be in the mid-90s, so the concept isn't new. You are much braver than me, and considering the time frame, you've had awesome luck, and I'm sure the good neighbors love you. And it was the, <laughs> the couple that was doing it in the pool as well. <laughs> just, uh, when, when they went back in and just carried on doing it. Oh my word. Anyway, what do you guys think of this one? And we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Invisible Flower. Unemployed cousin and her friend want to move in with my friends and I next week. Expect me to pay for everything because we are family. <laughs> and now my aunt keeps calling me because I told her no way in hell and made her very upset. So my friends and I are moving September 11th out of LA to these luxury apartments in Temp, AZ, is that Arizona? Little pause, I never check on Google states because I love it when people call me out. It's like a little game to me these days. There will be six of us living there. We're all on the lease and have already put down a deposit. We will be splitting the monthly rent. It is $2,160 a month for the cost of the apartment, bringing everyone's total to $360 each for rent. The apartment comes fully furnished. It has three bedrooms. Each have walk-in closets and their own bathroom, a living room, a kitchen, a sunroom, and two balconies. The place has community Wi-Fi throughout the entire building. We are going to be in the main buildings, so the Wi-Fi signal shouldn't be too bad. 
we are not paying for cable. None of us watch reality TV. We do have to split the cost of the water and electricity, and that's $200, so it's $30 a person. So we each have to pay probably around $400 a month, plus the cost of food, but we can eat cheaply if we want. We're all 20 to 21 year olds, and girls if that matters. This is what the apartment complex offers for amenities, if anyone is curious. Heated infinity pool with sun deck, hot tub and fire pit, indoor pool and spa, outdoor grilling area and bar, three-story fitness center and motion studio, indoor golf simulator, lounge club with coffee bar, three clubhouse rooms with TVs, fireplaces, pool tables, board games, egg boxes and Wii's, movie room, business center and two meeting rooms and a surveillance mail room. Sounds amazing. Anyways, my cousin who is 23 lives in Flagstaff. Oh, I may have got it wrong. Wants to move in with us and wants to bring her friend. She still lives at home and found out about me moving into these apartments because my aunt told her. They aren't on the lease and there's really no room for them. They said they don't mind sleeping on the couch or floor. My cousin and her friend both don't work. I told her that I'm not willing to pay for anything for her or a friend. She got mad but said, you can afford to live in those nice apartments. Clearly, you have extra spending money. I told her that doesn't mean I want to spend it on you. (laughs) She called me a selfish bitch and said she gets yelled at by her mum a lot and it's not fair that I get to live in a nice place while she gets to suffer at home. Then she said, I must hate her. No, I don't hate her, but I'm not paying for two bums to sit around the place and do whatever while everyone else in the apartment goes to work. She then asked if my friends can pay for her and her friend. I said they don't even know you, so no, they're not going to do that. My cousin then asked, what if her mum pays for her rent and food? And I said, well, if she does, that's great, but the second that money stops coming in and you still don't have a job, you're gone. She said, but you can't kick me out because you're not the landlord. I said, you're not on the lease, so I think I can. She is not in college, not working and expecting free handouts. No, I don't get free handouts, neither does she. At least not from me or my friends. I don't care if she thinks I'm being mean. Nobody else is paying for me to stay there other than me. Same for my friends. My friends' roommates are also like hell no to their moving in when I told them and I agreed like they are being ridiculous. If she shows up on the 11th, that would be pretty funny since she doesn't know what apartment we are in. If her mother wants to pay for everything for her and her friend, that's one thing. But I want that in writing from her mother and I told her that. Cousin said that's stupid because we are family and you don't do that to family. She also said, I don't get why you won't give me a chance to get a job once I move in. And I promise I will get a job if you give me a chance. Then she started screaming and swearing at me and calling me names. I just hung up on her. Now her mum keeps calling me and leaving voicemails asking why I'm being so mean to her and that she's very upset right now. It's like I've been working 40 plus hours a week, busting my ass off as a server at a restaurant and make $17.50 an hour on top of keeping up with my college classes. If you think I'm going to pay a penny for my cousin and her friend to do nothing with themselves and mooch off me, you're out of your damn mind. Family or not, I don't care, it's not happening. My cousin can call me whatever derogatory name she wants. My aunt can try and guilt trip me all she wants. I'm about ready to call my aunt back with a monthly cost for both of them and say if you want to pay for them, that's fine, but I want it in writing. The second you stop paying, they're gone. If she doesn't do that, they don't move in and I don't think she would do that anyways because they aren't exactly rich. Or I should say to her, well, they don't have jobs and I don't think it's fair for me to have to pay for them while they sit around and do God knows what around the place all day. Everyone living in the apartment is working. Nobody is living there for free. So tell me how you think this is fair. There also isn't really any room for them either. 
she'll probably get pretty pissed off at me but it's the truth like what the fuck although the place does sound great but there's gonna be six of you moving into a three-bedroom apartment that sounds like it's already gonna be shoulder to shoulder to me that's a bit too cozy for my comfort but eight people who no way no way you gotta be kidding me and how does the mum think that this would be the right thing to do either and part of this one for me where op kept giving him like sort of like you can but as soon as you stop paying your route and it's like well surely you gotta be asking the other people that's living there at the same time as well i'm, I'm sure they don't want your cousin moving in as well hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If I was in that situation and one of my roommates said, oh, they want to bring their cousin in as well, I'd be like, nah, unless I was really, really hard up for money. But we do have an update to this post as well. So I'll start with I Dream In Words, who says, honestly, even if her mum offers to pay, this sounds like trouble just waiting to happen. Besides, there's already going to be six people in a three bedroom apartment. Anything beyond that is going to feel awfully cramped. Duke Hickar says, your cousin and aunt are trying to wear you down because they think you will eventually cave. Because even if you trusted the aunt would pay, why invite the drama into your home? Also, it is tough living with five other people. It will not be exponentially worse with two more, especially since they both have no skin in the game, not paying and not on the lease. Stand your ground. One thing more, both of them seem selfish and highly manipulative for continuing to beat you down with a self-serving arrangement. One more from Crumpet Sucker who says, even if her mum is willing to pay for her, do not let her move in because the money will stop shortly thereafter and you won't be able to kick her out, even if she's not on the lease. If she is there long enough to establish tenancy, then she would have to be evicted by the courts. Save yourself the hassle and just tell both your cousin and aunt there's no way in hell you're letting her and her friend move in. This is not just your call, but also your five other roommates. Even if one of them doesn't want your cousin and her friend living there, then she can't move in. You're just asking for a monumental headache and aggravation which you do not need. If they keep harassing you about this, then just block their numbers. You owe them no favors whatsoever, and if they are showing you this much entitlement over being told no, then it will only get worse from here. Update says, I called my aunt back and told her she can pay if she wants and the cost for them. She said, you're out of your mind. Why would I pay for them? And I said, well, why would I? She said, because you're already living there. I said, what does that have to do with anything? I refuse to pay a penny towards either of them. She said, but your family has more money than my house and you could just ask your parents for money if you can't afford it. I'm sick of her sitting around my house all the time. I said, so what makes you think I want her laying around my apartment all day, eating all my food? Make her get a job or kick her out. She said, because she's out of my hair and I don't have to deal with her anymore. I don't want to kick her out because she has nowhere to go. Have a heart. I said, have a heart. You have to be fucking kidding me right now. There is no way they are moving in here. They are 23 and 24 years old with no jobs and want to freeload. I've been working since I was 17. They have no excuse. She said your older sister would do it. And I said like hell she would. And even if she did, I'm not her. I'm me. 
My aunt then said, I'm going to call your mother and tell her you're betraying our family. You're such an effing bitch and hung up on me. Have fun with that. My mum would agree with me and say no as well. To which there was a second update saying, per my last post, I keep seeing people ask why I even entertain the idea of my cousin and her friend moving in, if my aunt pays for them. With the cost of those two and knowing how my aunt can't afford paying for them monthly, knowing those two don't have jobs, I knew it would be an instant no. Since my aunt wants to guilt trip me, try and manipulate me, cause me every name under the sun, scream and swear at me for not caving in, I thought it would be fun to mess with my aunt and say that they can move in if you pay for them. I didn't really mean it and I knew she was going to say no and she expected me to pay for them because I live there and that's what a good relative does. She wants my cousin out of her hair. None of this is my problem. Immature way of doing it, yes, but I have been a victim of their manipulation in the past. My roommates are aware of the situation and are laughing at how childish my cousin and aunt are being. They think they are absolutely bonkers, which is true on so many levels. I did tell my cousin, no, you're not moving in. You don't work. There is no room for you or your friend, and I'm not paying a penny for either of you. My roommate said no as well. Her and my aunt both threw tantrums. My aunt called and screamed at my mum. My mum pretty much told her to F off. Cousin went off on me multiple times. My aunt started threatening me. You can all see that in more detail on my last post. As of right now, they're both currently blocked because my cousin would not stop blowing up my text messages with derogatory manipulative messages in all caps and they're being ridiculous. I think when I move in next Saturday, I'm going to take pictures of them to the leasing slash management office and leave their names and say if they show up and ask what apartment I'm in, do not give that out. I don't know if they can legally give them that info without my consent, but I'm not consenting. It's one of my favorite things about entitled people posts. It's always to like to do with family, but we're family. So you have to let her move in and I want her out of my hair. <laughs> and our next story comes from our very own subreddit. r slash mark narrations. Come post your own stories entitled people and my the ass or whatever. And we may be reading them out at some point in the future. And this story comes from a bitter simplicity. Karen tries to enter a building that's still under construction. I get a little petty fun. Hello again, Mark. Thank you so much for reading my last story. It really made my day. You're more than welcome. Here's a random story I thought you might enjoy. I'll try to keep the details vague, but since the context is rather unique, it might be identifying anyway. But I doubt anyone who knows me in real life is on this sub, so F it. (laughs) So a bit of context. Before Miss Rona came to town, I used to work for a traveling circus. No, really. Everyone there had at least two or three jobs to keep it running. So a typical week would go like this. On Monday, we'd spend the day driving to a new town, and the men would start building the tent as soon as they landed. On Tuesday and Wednesday, I would work in our little ticket office to sell tickets and give info while tent crew would keep building it. It was a big setup, seating about 1,100 people with lots of lights and rigging. Thursday morning, the local inspectors would give us the okay, and Thursday through Sunday nights, we'd do our shows. So Wednesday afternoon, I'm in the office, the tent is up and the lighting guys are doing the final setup. An older gal, maybe mid fifties, comes up to ask about tickets. She didn't look like a Karen, but she did have a pretty persistent CBF. Cat butthole face. (laughs) Cat butthole face. I explained the usual how long this show is, the basic rules, prices for different seating. Seats were set up like bleachers, cheapest near the top, most expensive right up against the stage. She asked if she could see the seats to help her decide, which is not an uncommon question. The diagrams in the window didn't quite compare to the real thing. Unfortunately, civilians are not allowed inside before showtime for legal and safety reasons, particularly before the government inspector signed off. And I explained this to her. 
Unlike others who had asked that question, however, she did not take it well. She says, why can't I go inside? To which I replied, I'm afraid it's not safe. The crew is still building and it's pretty dark inside, but I promise you'll get a good view wherever you sit. She replies, that's ridiculous. How would I know what I'm paying for if I can't see it? To which I reply, I'm sorry, man, but I just can't allow it. Then Kay replies again saying, I'm not buying a ticket unless I can see what I'm paying for. I'm going in. This woman then starts marching off towards the front entrance. I have to run out of the office and physically block her from going in, trying not to lose my crap out of anger. We argue for a few more minutes, me continuously sidestepping to prevent her from ducking around me. Eventually she relents. I go back into the office and grip my teeth and I sell her a few tickets. Spent the rest of the day fuming, half wishing I hadn't sold her anything, but luckily I had some recourse. Remember how I said everyone had two or three jobs? Well, that included me. See, this wasn't a normal circus and ticket office wasn't my main job. My main job was to scare the crap out of people before the show, and I was good at it. The scare actors had plenty of freedom too. We could grab people, within reason, insult them, and best of all, if you run, we have to chase you. Our sole purpose was to get the adrenaline pumping and to be relentless about it, only stopping short of folks actually crying or panicking. So needless to say, I memorized her face, which shows she would be attending, made myself extra bloody for the night, and took immense pleasure in scaring the holy hell out of her every chance I got her. Husband found it hilarious. I missed that job. <laughs> that sounded like a lot of fun and forever. You know, I've, I always love horrors, but I'm a bit of a coward myself whenever I go through like this scare maze and stuff like that. Little bit of waffle time, guys. A little bit of waffle time. Feel free to use the timestamps and skip if you'd like. I went to like a scare maze in, in Blackpool once and it's the Blackpool Pleasure Beach. If you're in the UK, you've probably heard of it. Otherwise, you probably haven't. Basically like a theme park you go to and out, just outside it, there was this, this scare maze. I can't remember what, exactly what it was called. I just Googled it and it's called The Terror Beyond the Limits of Fear. It might have been called something different when I went there. And basically it's a walk-in horror maze. So you go in and you, you walk around in a group of like usually about six people. So went in, put myself in the middle of the pack because I thought that was probably a good idea. Who wants to go first? No one wants to go first. And I definitely don't want to go behind just in case someone pulls me backwards. And immediately you're walking through metal bars, metal clanging around everywhere. And there's like this zombie thing walking behind us. The person was pushing on my back trying to go forward. And I was, I was absolutely crapping myself at this point already. We walk down this first long corridor, the six of us, and suddenly someone comes running up behind us, going, and I was like, Aah! the person behind me just curled up into a ball, and I never saw that person again, which meant I was at the back now. I don't know if they escorted the person out or what happened to them, but I was like, oh my God. And then the rest of the maze, it was like typical horror movie characters. So you go in and one, there's a, there's a bed with someone lying on it, which then jumps up at you. There's a boiler room, which you walk through, and Freddy Krueger swings round and there's claws and all that sort of stuff. And the very, very end of it, hoo -hoo -hoo, the very end of it, there's like a little graveyard scene. You can see graves on one side and it had like a, a, a little barrier on the right hand side. And there was, you could see the exit door. You could see exit on the door. It was a bait, I can tell you. And I was walking towards it and suddenly you hear a chainsaw and it's coming towards you. And you could feel like the air from this chainsaw. It was obviously some sort of fan inside. They're not going to be using a real chainsaw. Come on now. Come on now, people. And you bowl through this door and it goes straight out into a pub. I think it was that one anyway. I've done a couple of scare mazes. If it was that one, you bowl straight out into a pub and there's people start drinking their beer and stuff and just laughing as you come out like scared as hell. <laughs> But that always gave me the dream of wanting to do that job at one day. 
imagine that just scaring people all day it must be a lot of fun but i imagine you get hit as well and another story from r slash mark narrations from mick songer the guy that always corrects me on my pronunciation <laughs> substitute teacher accuses children of nearly killing a teacher first post on r slash daddy crit i mean mark narration so i hope you enjoy it wasn't sure what to flare this so i put entitled people this took place back in fifth grade year six for the brits and i was 10 now 21 so i don't remember the exact details but i remember enough so i believe it was the middle of the school year when my homeroom teacher miss pronunciation is there as well baguki for you mr waffleton suffered a stroke as usual they hired a sub though i don't remember her name so we'll just call her miss karen from my memory she was always rude condescending and always put students down especially those with neurodivergencies autism adhd etc like myself but there's one event that always stuck in my head about a week into her teaching she snapped she stood in front of all the kids and started yelling at us to quiet down and stay in your seats but the line that always stuck with me was this you're the reason that your teacher had a stroke and ended up dead of course, as a child, I broke down crying. I told my parents when I came home from school, and I guess they reported her, since that day was the last I'd seen her. It was also the last day I'd ever seen Miss Baguki, but curiosity got the best of me for a while writing this post. And I'm happy to say that she's still teaching fifth grade science to this day. So that's a bit of trauma off my back. Sorry for such a short, undetailed post, but I've repressed a lot of my childhood memories, so this is the best I can do. And I think you got the main details in there. And a teacher saying that to kids, man. I mean, oh, I feel for you, Mick. I feel for you. One of the crazy teacher mo moments I can remember was when I was at, I don't know what year it was, fifth, sixth, seventh year maybe. And it wasn't directly me. I was in the same class as this guy. And the guy was uh, conveniently called Mickey. And we had a substitute teacher for our music lesson. And as we was going through this lesson, we was all given like one instrument each. And we was told that we have to make a song of some sort totally off our backs. And you could tell this wasn't a, a proper music teacher because some of us were just given a triangle. <laughs> we had to make our own song. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm sure it's possible for someone that can do music, but I was stood there with this triangle and not knowing what to do with it. But luckily, by the end of the lesson, it didn't even get round to me. My friend Mickey, he was given a keyboard, a proper keyboard. Remember the old Casio keyboards? Got like um, presets and all that sort of stuff on it teacher went round and asked a couple of the kids you know do your song they did it. it was all fantastic comes around i'm still sat there thinking oh my god what am i gonna do it comes around to mickey right goes mickey it's your turn and so with the biggest grin he turns around at the class and just press one one of the presets that goes <laughs> class bursts out laughing mickey's head bopping to himself there pretending to play the keyboard and the teacher absolutely loses her shit she stood up and went, you disrespectful little prick. Get up and get out of the class. And she followed him out. And you could see through the door at the very back of the class. It had one of those like long, thin windows in it. And you could see her absolutely berating him. Teacher didn't come back into the lesson. It was all drama. And she didn't turn up the next day. Much like your teacher, Mick. So it was like, oof. Got some other spicy stories from that school, but I'll cover them another time. But what do you guys think of Mick's story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and on the rest of today's Entitled People stories. A huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Time is so important and for you to spend it with me means the absolute world. There is a playlist on your screen right now as we speak for you to get involved with if you just want to chill out and you don't want to be clicking multiple stories. It will play them for you. Thank you. Much love and I'll see you in the next one.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.